Hi, before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about two things. First, we have a second weekly show that drops a day after this one called OK, OK, So by Sean Barton. It's a weekly rant or discussion from Sean and Sean alone. And second, we do have a Patreon page. And on it, you get the following. At the $1 level, you get this weekly show without commercials and an extra 10 to 15 minutes after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free and one day before the free version, plus the weekly podcast at the $1 level. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 and $3 levels, plus one sketch a month. And finally, at the $10 level, you get all the lower levels, plus one more sketch per month. So you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Thank you in advance for your support. And now on with the show. I was so tired last week. So, so tired. We didn't do the show until 6 30 last week in the evening. That's late. Is yours on? Yeah, yours is on. It's very late for me because I go to sleep at 7.30 in the evening and I didn't get everything ready to get up online until 8 p.m. last week. So I was out of it. Like, so loopy. So I hope people enjoyed that. Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shocking. Hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, you're just going to stare at me. That's funny. Uh, David Chocolate is I just going to I decided to go the opposite direction this week. He's going to be very silent this week. Um, hi, I'm Jody Hamilton. Okay, so- I'm over that. So okay. listen, welcome to the show. <laughs> Here's what we're going to talk about this week. No, go ahead. Uh, my name is Jody Hamilton. The silent David Chocket is sitting across from me. Um, if you need to email us, email us at info at from-the-bunker.com. You can find us at MSW Media. Thank you, Allison Gill, for putting us on her network. I think you should pre-record this bit, too. I should pre-record a lot of things. I'm just going to tell you, I'm tired of it. <sighs> I don't want to hear it anymore. Harumph. I don't want to hear our website. I don't want to hear the spam. I'm done. Really? Yes. I don't want to hear your phone ring. It's very pleasant, though. That's a very pleasant ring. Is it unknown? Is it spam? Can we pause? Who? Can we pause? Yeah, we can pause. Okay, we're going to pause. We'll be right back. If I told you once, I told you a thousand times, I'm not ready. Uh, but Under no circumstances can but, I continue under these conditions. But, 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 hi. Um, so, um, I, we, uh, David had to take a phone call. So that was a quick pause, wasn't it, kids? Ah. Um, where do you want to start? Thursday's a big day. Uh, Thursday is a big day, not for Fox News viewers. No, because uh, for those of you <laughs> that don't know. We're going to stick know. with our regular programming. Yeah, Fox News will not air. Ignore the meteor hurtling towards Earth. Yeah, um, they're going to go with their normal primetime schedule, which is Tucker, Sean, and Laura. But they're going to show and the... traffic and weather. And Yeah, and uh, but uh, they're... Business Channel is going to air. It's going to be the highest numbers that the uh, Fox Business has. Hopefully, had. I hope so. Because normally, normally in it, Tucker Carlson, Sean, and, and Laura get around three million viewers approximately during their time slots. At the same time period, uh, over on Fox Business, they get about a hundred thousand viewers. So that's less. A lot according less. to math. Yes, do not talk to certain GOP members about math because they think that 478 a gallon is double 279. <clears throat> it's not. No, well, not according to math. Right, not did according to math. Did you want to math. talk to Matthew about Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, we can talk about math. No, you did. Well, I mean, I just looked this I was you looking at the Twitter. On. I was looking at the Twitter whilst you were on the phone, and apparently Mr. McConaughey, who is relatively conservative from what I gather, I would um, say he's a conservative Dem. He's a moderate Dem. I mean, uh, you know, he keeps toying with the idea of maybe running for office, which is his prerogative. But he said um, he was at the uh, White House press room today <clears throat> talking very passionately about what happened in Uvalde because that's where he was. But born. not hysterically. It was no, no. He was very passionate. He's very concerned. He's upset, like most caring human Which beings. I didn't know. He was actually not just from Texas, but he was he's actually from, from Uvalde. Yeah, he's from Uvalde. City I've never heard of. Right. Um, and when he was finished talking, you know, and they allowed him to use the press room, which I think was great. So it was a press conference in a, in a sense. Someone from Newsmax said, are you grandstanding to him? Oh, when he was walking out. 
No, when he was finished talking. Well, when he's like, finished talking, he didn't take questions. He just laughed. Well, he stood. Yeah, he split. But it's, are you grandstanding? It's Again, like, it comes back to the optics of why are you letting the press in the press room if it's not a press conference? Stop well, doing that. They, it's so that everybody Joe gets Biden it. with that. Well, that's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, he, he, one of the things he said was responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. Good point. Um, because most of the NRA is for... Most of what Chris Murphy and most, most of the rest of, of most us Most NRA want. members. Yes, mem- members. Which are millions of regular people Which are normal folks. Um, uh, you know, one thing that, that I find interesting about this is... Um, I'll tell you something I found infuriating about it while you're thinking about what you find interesting. Well, go. I hate the fact that we continually, t- continually allow them to hijack the narrative and the discussion and even the negotiations... Like, oh, no, we're not going to agree to raise the gun, the, the age to buy an assault weapon to 21. First of all, the age to own an assault weapon should be 100. It should be. But if you're going to put an age limit on it, how about 24, 25? You need to be 25 to rent a fucking car. Or okay? a hotel room. But now what they're doing is just saying, oh, no, no, we're never going to raise to 21. So when we finally do get it to 21, which we will, they'll say, oh, look how conciliatory are. Look how much we've been willing to compromise. It shouldn't be 21. It should be 25. And now we're like fighting to get it to 21, which is absurd because I was still doing like beer bong hits when I was 21. Your brain, as a young man, 21 is not some sort of magical age when all of a sudden you become, you know, Abe Lincoln. It doesn't happen that way. And now that we've, we've, Almost, it's like when you're negotiating, you never come out with a, you never come out with the first offer. Right. And they they forced us into the first offer, which we didn't need to do. And if we're going to come out with the first offer, first offer, it should have been 26. Well, okay. The other thing that bothers me is is and Kathy Hochul just signed a, a relatively decent bill. Who, by the way, is I think feeling out 2024 for herself. Don't be surprised if you see that name starting bandied about for 2024 if Joe doesn't run. Um, I, I think you're probably I see right. her positioning herself already. She's a smart lady. Yep. Um, and the thing that, that, that I find interesting is, is when they're talking about AR-15s, which are, should never have been given, allowed for civilians to purchase, but because <laughs> it's a semi-automatic assault weapon, that's what it is. So basically it's not a fully automatic, you just hold the trigger and it shoots. You have to actually hold. And they can't be modified. And they can now they can't. They and that's Donald Trump. Thank you for uh, outlawing bump stocks. Oh, geez, you got rid of bump stocks. Wow, thanks so much. Well, you know, and you can still get them. <laughs> I know, but it's illegal now. Um, but what about semi? I think the person who's about to shoot up five hundred people in Las Vegas isn't concerned about the misdemeanor well, was, charge of acquiring a no, bump no, no, stock. No, 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 no. It online. was legal to have a bump stock then. No, but I'm saying I think that type of person well, sure. isn't necessarily concerned about what I thought it was a felon, but what regardless charge it is. Regardless. They're talking about banning semi automatic rifles. Great. I'm all for that. What about semi automatic handguns? It's just as easy to shoot fifty people with a handgun. Mm-hmm. It's not going to necessarily blow the person up like an AR-15 will, but you can shoot a bunch of people. So I say ban all semi-automatic weapons, no matter the size. I don't care. You know me. I think they should... Uh, Go back to muskets. Repeal the Second Amendment. Oh, I agree. I, I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a not gun saying grabber. no guns. I mean, it was up to me there'd be no guns. I mean, I get that we live in a democracy, and most people feel like they should have access to some type of firearms. But whatever gun ownership rights... We as a society collectively mm-hmm. deem are appropriate, should be granted legislatively, not constitutionally. Then if we need to make some adjustments to it, make them a little tighter, make them a little looser, whatever it is, it can actually get done by our representative government because the Constitution has become impossible to change. We are talking about the Heller Amendment, which allowed people to have personal handguns. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in that legislation, which the Supreme Court upheld, um, <clears throat> There are regulations. You can't have a rocket launcher. You can't have a no, I mean, tank. That, that's you the debate. Should you be able to have a rocket launcher? Should you be able to have a howitzer? Should you be able to have an, uh, a mini nuke? Well, and you know, the, where does it stop? Well, the thing is, is, is your Second Amendment shall not be infringed, people. Forget that the word, the phrase, well-regulated militia. Have you seen the words, have you seen the Second Amendment carved into the marble at the NRA headquarters? Well, they don't believe in a well-regulated militia because they don't believe in well-regulated. Have you actually seen the I've the, never been to an NRA anywhere. I've seen it online. Well-regulated militia has been reduced to an ellipse. Wow. Dot, dot, dot. 
the right to bear arms shall, shall not, not be, be infringed. infringed. Yeah, see, that's the problem that I have with the, the Second Amendment jagoffs. Um, the reason for it is because we weren't supposed to... The original folks that wrote the Constitution did not want a standing army during peacetime because they were concerned about coups and things like that until the War of 1812. And then they're like, no, no we kind of need a standing coups. army. Now. They were concerned about tax Slaves. rebellions. They were concerned about slave revolts. They mm-hmm. were concerned about you know, France or Spain or England coming back and saying, hey, we can take a piece of that. They're not, they're well, not, they didn't want, want a together. standing army. Well, we couldn't have it. We didn't, you know, we weren't a strong enough, we didn't have a strong enough federal government to be able to do things like acquire debt. Like being able to acquire debt, whether you're a company or a country, is a really important thing to no, do. No, but we could have a standing navy. They were they were upset about a standing army. We had a navy in times of, and they were very specific during peacetime. You cannot have an army during peacetime until the War but of 1812. Maintain, a, a navy is a different thing than a, a gigantic national, federal army. Right. We didn't have the ability financially to pull that off back then. Well, it, that's not even the point. But the point was, is slave patrols. I disagree. Read Tom Hartman's The Second Amendment book. Got it. Um, slave patrols were part of it for the South. And then not having a standing army so that this, like our National Guard is our state militias people. <clears throat> that's what they are. They are well regulated. They are trained. No, I mean, I think I don't. I don't even think it's ambiguous. I think it's. I mean, the the sentence construction is a little awkward, but it's I think eighteenth uh, century language. It's they put things in certain orders first. They didn't put well regulated militia at the bottom. Right. They put it at the top. Mm-hmm. They or they, these guys were very smart. They knew how to use language. They knew it to be intentionally vague, also mm-hmm. to make to allow for the time changing times to impart their own mm-hmm. whatever contemporary. Logic and wisdom and, and ideals. mark my words, they didn't intend on civilians having... 18-year-olds. Semi-automatic weapons that could blow people apart with one bullet. No, they I mean, just the did not intend AR-15 on that. And the musket is the difference between an AR-15 and, and a mini nuke. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. They couldn't have anticipated it. It's, a, the, it's, it's a weapon of mass destruction. It is. And and the fact that the, the phrase well-regulated militia is overlooked by everybody because of Heller. And even Scalia, who helped the write... The first four words. Yeah. Heller, when when they when in the course of human events, like the beginning of the sentence means something to these people. Yeah, and and Scalia even said when they decided Heller, he said, "Look, it doesn't mean states can't regulate gun ownership. It does not mean that. It means they can. We're just leaving it to the states to decide, which is the problem in Illinois and with Indiana next door. Amazing, Most they of the didn't problem- give the Florida State Supreme Court the right to oversee and make decisions about their own." state's election laws during 2000. Yeah, that would have been crazy, right? Wouldn't that have been nice? Um, let's let's recount the whole state. Why don't we? Um, but, no, they... Uh, excuse me. Ooh. Um, it, it's the little bit of... So my concern about what's happening right now is you've got Tom Cotton and... Not Tom Cotton. Uh, uh, what's his face? Not Ted Cruz, but the other guy from... John uh, Cornyn. Senator Cornyn from Texas is talking to Chris Murphy, and they're trying to work something out. And it's going to be things that need to happen, but not enough, if they even bother. Because here's, here's what's happening. There's a, there are strategy memos that Rolling Stone obtained urging the topic and letting the news cycle change following the latest string of mass shootings in America. Stay cool, run out the clock, scare some gun nuts while you can, but don't worry, this moment will be over soon is how Rolling Stone summarized it. Basically, a memo from a top GOP Senate candidate urged them to, quote, ignore guns, talk inflation. Well, I mean, they're going to run the, the Sandy Hook playbook. Eventually, mm-hmm. you know, outrage fades. I've been outraged by things in my life, and it fades. Well, I think, though, and, and I think David Hogg might be right. He's in Washington today, I believe. Um, now, this kid has lived through Parkland. Mm-hmm. He was alive, of course, during Sandy Hook. Uh, he was younger, but he was there. He was alive. He... And he's been fighting <laughs> these mm-hmm. a-holes for years. Um, Marjorie Three Toes going after him yet again. Um, he thinks it's different this time. I don't know how. I think it is too. You know why? Because what's happening this time versus even Sandy Hook, which was, I remember doing even this show. more atrocious. More kids, younger. More, young, more and younger kids. Um, what's God, different? we have to compare mass shootings of children. I know, it's children. awful. There are a couple of things that are different this time. We're not just talking about Buffalo and then Uvalde. We're now talking about just over the past weekend, 10 mass shootings. And the weekend well, before that, another I, 10 I mass shootings. I hate to say this, but there's going to be another school shooting. 
Oh, of course there is. It um, should be, you know, if it's if it has to happen, it should happen as soon as possible. Well, and that's what's because what? you need you need literally to break the dam. Like I feel like there are cracks in the dam right now, but they always get sealed up because I don't time think so this by. time because I, it's we have, to, we have to break the dam. We're closer to an election than we ever have been when something horrific like this happens. A two, because we're talking about it because of how horrible the Uvalde police reacted to what was happening as in real time. Well, it blows up the good guy with a gun narrative that and professionally trained good guys with guns, 19 of them. One, the cop, the, the teacher that was shot and didn't die hearing police officers outside of his classroom. And then one cop says, if you need help, yell. And a kid says, we need help. And then that kid gets shot to death and the cops don't go in. I mean, I get that it's terrifying. And no matter how well you're training, don't be a cop. Don't be a cop. But even if you're a cop, you don't know how you're going to react when you have a gun point at you until you have a gun point at you. No human being does. But like I, like the guy in Parkland, the situation was much different than people thought. It's, it's, I don't think he was as much of, of a coward as people. Th- Scott Peterson, I think his name was. Oh, you mean the the school officer? That was one guy. It's more. It's more. It's much more involved than he was too scared to go in, or he just sat there. I, I read an interesting article about it, and you know. And he's we, one guy. We, <clears throat> but here's the thing: if you're one guy with a handgun, wearing a shirt and pants, and there's a guy with. And a, and a fully loaded, multiple magazine AR-15 in complete body armor, mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well go up against the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get your brains blown out. And maybe that's what you sign up for. And it's like, you know what? If I have to give my life to trying to defend children, that's what I'm going to do. That's what teachers and, are doing. And, and let's not underestimate how intense of a decision that is to make. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm at a loss for words because... There was a poll recently, and I think 44% of Republicans yeah. polled said yeah. mm-hmm. mass shootings it's unfortunately we live with. are a price that we need have to pay as a society in order to maintain our Second Amendment freedoms. And that's some BS right there. No, it's disgusting. It's, it's subhuman. Us. Who are these monsters? Um, the thing that, because their border patrol was called, the feds were called in. And they Wait were till one- your kid gets a, a hole blown in, blown in him the size of a manhole cover. And you have to identify this person with DNA. And another little girl having to rub her friend's blood all over her so that she looks dead. I mean, that's, that's, that's a horrifying anecdote to, to recount to me. But think about that actual event happening in real time to a human being in, in history. And a young girl, a nine-year-old kid. Rubbing, reaching over to, to her, her friend's, friend's body that's been blasted to pieces, yeah. taking some of her blood and rubbing it on her and then laying there and trying not to shake uncontrollably so a gunman doesn't see your body movement moving and put another bullet, a four inch bullet that moves at 2,100 miles an hour into your body. And then she says to her parents when she's finally out, don't worry, mom and dad, it's not my blood. And then the, t- the, the, the mother who had been arrested for trying to go into the school and they let her out of the handcuffs and then she went in and got her own kids mm-hmm. out. She didn't have body armor. She didn't have a gun. She was like, F you, I'm going in. And then the border patrol, when they finally were called in, they were wondering why they weren't going in. Now, these guys deal with guys with guns all the time. They're used to that. So that's the guys you send in. I have no problem sending those guys to, in. What you have to do is, like, I don't know if this is still the case, but my dad, when I was a kid, my dad used to tell me, and the world's changed. Most police officers will go never from the academy yeah, never. to retirement and never have to pull their gun. They should never have to. Maybe that's different now, but most, most more often Oh, no, often now they not, just shoot you at you if you don't have anything to shoot, if, if you've got nothing going on, if you have to they're like, be. I'm going home no matter what. It's like, that's kind of not the job, dude. It's one in 10,000 you're going to be in a life and death situation, literally like a shootout. Yeah. And that's, that's what you sign up for. Yeah. And, you and don't see firemen saying, oh, that, that's, that's a lot of fire. I ain't going in there. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to run in there. They do. And that's why there are no songs written F the fire department. Yes. There just aren't any songs like you that. You know, I get it's a good gig. I get it's, you know, they got a good union. I get you can make seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year and have a solid pension and health plan for your whole family. I get it. But that's not free. No. You know, and yeah, and you have to make. I, re- I remember I read an article a number of years ago called "Police Aren't Perfect, but They're Closer Than You Think." Mm-hmm. When I was still under the impression that it was a bad apple situation, and I'm not under that impression anymore. No. And I was. I've always been a, a fairly firm believer in in law enforcement and supportive. I've been a, a supporter of law enforcement all my life. Now, a lot of that has to do with the white privilege of the fact that I've never 
had a negative interaction with, with law police, enforcement in right. my life. Every black friend I know has been spread eagle on the pavement. Ricky Not Betty. pulled over 50 times. Spread eagle. No, Ricky was, was just running across a commons in Boston and, and uh, horse drawn. Oh, know, black guy running. Get black him. Black guy running. Get him. Yeah. And he says, well, what is it, officers? And they said, well, that guy over there said he saw you running. So <clears throat> had to stop you because <laughs> black guy running. And he was in a suit. Like, Who did he steal the suit from? I. I you know, and probably went, Beatty, to a, probably went to a tailor shop. I mean, as far as as far as black guys pounds. running, he's not going to be somebody that you're going to be afraid of. Ricky was not a big man by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. And so it was like and that was just one incident he told me about. Um, and the fact that the Uvalde Police Department is that those 19 cops were specific to the school district itself. They were hired by the school. I think we have a much bigger problem than this. Because well, we and there's we a cover-up going on in Texas right now because the, the, sure. the, the parent that I told you about that went and got her kids, they, the uh, DA in Uvalde told her, this has been reported, told her, if you talk about us not letting you in and blah, 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 and arresting you, uh, we'll charge you with obstruction of justice. Like what justice, maybe with resisting oh, arrest. for having obstructed justice then at the event. Yeah, and going in and getting her own kids out when the cops wouldn't do that. Because apparently cops do not have the um, obligation to protect you. They don't. No, they're 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 there to investigate. To, and, and enforce the law. And enforce the law. Not they're to not there Samaritan. to protect now, now you. Now many do, fortunately, thank goodness. Some do. But, um... No, that is not, believe it or not, that's not... So when they say protect no and serve, law. they should just remove the protect out and probably the serve out. Because they're not doing it. We're to here to it enforce should, the law. To enforce. We're here to enforce the law. Which kind of is their job. And and they'll, they'll shoot at anybody that isn't a threat to them. I, unfortunately, <clears throat> as, I say to my, as I say to Audrey, do you know what the difference between a, a realist and a pessimist is? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And uh, that's why she thinks her dad is a paranoid cynicist. She called me a paranoid cynicist when she was like 11. I was like, dude. <laughs> smart kid. I'm in trouble. She's a smart um, kid. I think the problem goes beyond this because nothing's, you know, after Sandy Hook, I don't think anything's going to change. We may get 21 again, but we used to have an assault weapons ban. We did. And it lapsed. Thank you, George W. Bush and um, the, the Congress at the time. Whether it's that, whether it's abortion, whatever it is. The problem is we have allowed the opposition party to really have what I would call a stranglehold on our electoral system Yes, through two methods, through gerrymandering and now through the electoral college, which is the way our population has been distributed. You know, they, I think they have a, I think they have an unbreakable grip on our electorate now and they're never going to give it up. And I think the responsibility for this is the mistake, the, I would say tragic lethal mistake we've made of continually, continually underestimating the degree of depravity, pure depravity of our opponents. Because if you're not a depraved person, it's hard to really viscerally understand what depravity is. If you're a decent, even a decent person with a decent kind of uh, set of principles, your, whatever your values are, it's hard for you to imagine what it means to be shameless, utterly shameless. Right. You can't relate to that. And not and in a people, will, will, there's a huge not in a chunk funny of these sort of way. Who are completely depraved and completely shameless. And our inability to fully understand that in, in a deep way, in a deep a way that's going to force us to take action. Oh, they, could, they would never do that. Like, you know, Susan Collins constantly being concerned. We've constantly been concerned about the Republican Party. Oh, they'd never do this. Oh, they'd never stage a coup. Oh, they'd never, you know, nominate somebody as, as un, in, monstrous and ridiculous as Donald Trump. Oh, they, you know, you have people like Elise Stefana calling people pedos. Mm -hmm. Number three, Republican. Okay. You know, calling people pedos. That's, you know, that's like calling them the Jews vermin. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what's the lowest form of life? Somebody who would harm, somebody who would sexually abuse a child. So let's just call all of our enemies pedos now. That's why I could care less about calling people Nazis or fat or whatever. You know, she's the fat AOC as far as I'm concerned. She's like their little poster child. Right. Their young, new brunette poster child. Except she's fat. Sorry. She's ugly you. inside. <laughs> um, she's both. She is both. Um, uh, and but when our, you're breaking out QAnon lingo yeah. and you're the number three. Yeah. Person, and she wasn't like that until no, she, Cheney you know, went. Like, I don't know much about... Uh, 
Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. I didn't read that. I wasn't a fantasy kid when I was growing up. But I, I, saw, a couple, I saw a couple of the movies. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's something about the ring, mm-hmm. which represents all the power in the universe or something. Precious. And people go crazy yeah. when they get close to the ring. Yeah. And Gollum, they're baby. simply... Wow, you're much nerdier than I thought. I've always thought nerd. you were incredibly I'm a nerdy. Nerd. <laughs> but J.R.R. Tolkien was clearly onto something mm-hmm. intense and innate about the human condition that when people get close to power, they go crazy. Some of them do. And we're watching it now. I mean, we're watching these people like Elise Stefanik was a moderate. Yes, she was. And now she's a nut job. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a more educated Marjorie Taylor Greene. Speaking of Marjorie Three Toes, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. You mean the pedophile? That guy? Um, he is Who now, actually is. He is. He believes that 13-year-olds <laughs> are old enough to, to, consent, to consent to sex with adults. Um, now, 13-year-olds certainly... Or pedophile Jason. I'm going to say that. He's yeah, not a pedophile. I, I do not know if he's had sex with children, but he was actively advocating the legalization of sex with 13-year-olds. Yeah, um, Probably just girls. Well, at least he's gay. No, he's not. Wait, is he? Who knows? We don't know anymore. And we don't want to get into the sexuality regarding uh, no, he was gay, now child he's molestation not. because there's actually a lower rate of sexual molestation of children among heter- homosexuals and heterosexuals. I agree. And they get unfairly tagged as somehow being deviant when actually when not. heterosexuals are more likely to be deviant. Uh, abused children sexually than homosexuals. Absolutely. Now, he, um, here's what he said. She hired him as an unpaid as an unta- He advocated for legalizing sex between 13-year-olds and adults because he says 13-year-olds are not children and, quote, are sexually mature. Now, physically speaking, most 13-year-olds are going through puberty or, you know, they're in, they're in there. Do the laws about consent need to be reexamined? Yeah. Uh... Because there are 19-year-olds that are very immature and there are 16-year-olds that are very mature. Should there be something about the age gap? You know, if a 16-year-old is dating a 19-year-old and, or 15-year-olds, you know, you have a 14-year-old who's dating a 16-year-old. She's in junior high and he's in high school. Or she, they were high school sweethearts and she's 17 and he graduated and he's in college, but there's still a couple. I mean, you have, you have that kid... Uh, who from Georgia? Remember him? He was an elite football player, and he was a couple. She was a fr- she was a sophomore. He was a senior, and they found out she was having sex, and her dad was a racist, and he spent like six years in jail. Well, that's yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with statutory stuff. Um, there's there are laws, and sorry. But do we need to re-examine them is my point. Uh, You know, I think it depends on each situation. And it's obviously, it's an uncomfortable conversation because you're talking about young people having sex. But here's a, here's a, here's a Most people have sex at 16 years old. uncomfortable question. Yes. That's when I lost my virginity. Too much information. I was 17, so. So, um, let's say you're, I went to school with a fairly sophisticated group of teenagers. There were certainly 14, 15, 16 year olds who were actively. Right. Having sex, male and female. Right. Same here. So the question is, if you're a 15-year-old of either gender, uh-huh. and you've already chosen to be sexually active, let's say you've had a dozen partners, right? Again, either gender. What difference does it make to you if there's, let's say there's no power vacuum. It's not a teacher. It's not a boss. It's not a... Not a 30-year-old and a 15-year-old. Not a clergy. Right. Nothing. Some, somebody that has no sway over your life. Uh-huh. You know, Ron Johnson from the studio, from the stereo store in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. He was, you what, 24, I mean? wasn't he? Or no, something? he was probably 30. Uh, but, you know, he was, a, he was a grown man, and she was in high school. She was and 15, she said she was 18, And she said she was 18. She was 15. But my point is, if there's no power of dynamic involved... And you're a 15-year-old boy or girl, what difference does it make if your partner is 15, 25, 35, 85, or 105? I mean, you can think about it. It's, a, it's an interesting hypothetical. I think there is a difference. But the question is, you might be right. I don't know. I'm not asking you because I have an answer. I'm asking you, what is the difference? Uh, emotional uh, maturity. Just because, okay, for instance, okay, years ago, a, a friend of mine and I were having dinner, and he said, and he was, I think... <clears throat> 40 at the nah, maybe 45 I mean, at the time. I, I have friends that are in their 30s and 40s that you have gone a day and they still not friends acqu- I would call them acquaintances that still say did you get laid and I look at it I'm like dude are you fucking kidding who talks like that what are yeah. you 19 right so so but he was he was I think he was around 45 at the time we we're having dinner and he said that he met this woman who is like 21 or something so there's a, that's a 24 year difference in age and she really wanted to date him. And he's like, I'm 45 years old. I am. No. And she goes, I may be only 21, but I've lived the life of a 40 year old. And he said, call me when you're 40. Because being 21. call me when you're 25 and you're still not going to want to date me because I'll be 50. And, and then you'll have really grown up by then. Well, and the thing is, is, is you might have had a hard life at 21. 
there are people that have lived and have been adults, children, like they've had to raise their parents. There are things that certain people can go through that they quote mature, but they still don't have the life experience he, he, of 40 some, years, even when you're you, people. I'm going to be 58 this year, right? Mm-hmm. When I was 20 or 30, like the idea of, of being physically intimate with somebody in their 50s or 60s or 70s was impossible. Mm-hmm. The older you get, you look at people differently. Yes. Different things appeal to you. Now, I'll see a girl who's 21 or 22 that I can tell is very pretty. Mm-hmm. And the degree of my attractiveness, attractiveness to her is almost disappeared. It's not like when I was 35 and I would see a really hot 21 or 22 year old and say, wow, that chick's hot. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you were 20 and you saw a very attractive eight year old, you can see there are, there are children that are beautiful and there are right. children that are ugly, right. but you have no attraction to them. Right. I mean, you can see like Joan Benet Ramsey was a beautiful little girl. Yeah. I've seen ugly kids. I see people break out their wallet and say, oh, look at my kid. And you br- brace yourself right. to say, oh, you're adorable. Well, yeah, there was a girl I went to school with in grand, you can, grade you can school. Tell that, yeah. At any age, a baby, right. an ugly baby and a cute baby, but you don't have any attraction to them. The older you get, the less attracted you become to younger people. And there are things about women, God, I'm getting really personal here. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but even if it's a little bit of crow's feet or a little bit, you know, their body isn't as tight as it was when they were a younger age, they don't bother you at all. In some ways, aging almost becomes experience capital. It's like you appreciate somebody who's a little bit older, who's lived a life, who you can see the experience of their life on their body or on their face. And mm-hmm. then it, it, there's something really wonderful about it. And there's something appealing about it. And there's something kind of like, wow, this is a real person. This is a fully developed human being. And there's something deeply emotionally sexy about that. That when I was 25, like I thought you stopped when I was a teenager, I thought when you were 40, you stopped having sex. Like who'd who'd want to have sex with somebody over 40 years old? That's disgusting. (laughs) You know, like you better get it all in now. That's why when I saw Logan's run, Uh You get to live in this dome with all these beautiful people, and they kill you at 30. I was like 11. I was like, that's a pretty good deal. I got no problem with that. Oy, 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 oy. But it's like, I'm saying if you're younger, not, not that we have a lot of younger listeners, I don't know, but don't despair. The older you get, and believe me, I was the most, I was like fucking shallow Hal, you know, when I was 25. Mm-hmm. And I would say the number one criteria when I was 25 years old and I was dating somebody was how they looked naked. Right. I will admit this. I mean, it's embarrassing to admit. Well, men are how so much more visual than women. I would say almost up to 35. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that, it changes. You change. You've evolved. And it se- I know it seems impossible to imagine that, but take heart. It doesn't. Well, and that's the thing. That's why I'm saying, like, somebody that's 15 and a 36 year old, that 36 year old shouldn't be attracted to a 15-year-old for the reasons you just laid out. There's an emotional difference between you, you 15 can, and 19, get, not there, as much as you, there there's is. Like a, there's a cliff you go over when it's like, yeah, that's not interesting to me anymore. Yeah. Now I mean, it's like a child to me. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's funny because, uh, I was, and I'm not virtue signaling anyway. I'm, I'm being honest because I'm, right. you know, I'm also telling you how unbelievably, ridiculously embarrassingly shallow I was probably up till the age of 38. Well, yeah. I mean, and also I will admit, and as long as we're having a therapy session here, the number two <laughs> reason was. And it was ego is how does this person's appearance reflect on, on you. me? Right. And that's very, especially this in this town. Like that's the very trophy normal. aspect to it. Yeah, there's this town. Which is especially. gross. Now it I'm looking gross. at it and, it and it's gross. It is. And but I, I mean I came of age as a man in California. I turned twenty one on my on my like I would li- I moved to Los Angeles two weeks before my twenty first twenty first birthday as all those things are coming to fruition. Right. Who I like, what I like, what I'm attracted to. And now, you know, mid eighties California with all the tans and all the boobs and all the things, that be like this is a little before Pam Anderson, but that in the mid eighties, that kind of became the archetype of what a beautiful woman was. And that shaped my connection. Well, to that's women funny. Cause and sexuality and, um, and a, cause I have a story. Unfor- of, I'm going to say an unfortunate way. I, I, when I moved back from Colorado, so I lived in Denver for two years, almost two years. And when I moved back, some friends of mine moved back with me. And so we all, a bunch of us were roommates. And I remember going to FM station of all places. And Filthy, McNasty. And my friend Tommy, who she was my roommate. She lived with me at my old house and here. And we went. It was the first time she was at FM station. Now, she grew up in Denver, Colorado. And she's looking around. How old are you guys at the time? Uh, she's a little older than I am. This is 30 years ago, a little more than 30 years ago. I know. So you guys were in my 20, early twenties, uh, 23, I was 23. She was 27 maybe. And, um, so we go to FM station and we're hanging out and she, you know, she liked rocker dudes and obviously FM station and she, she kept whipping her head around. She's like, 
is every guy here good looking? And I'm like, oh, honey, give it six months. That guy's not going to be so cute to you anymore. That guy's not going to be so cute to you. She's like, really? And I'm like, trust me. You know, I'm like, Ble- I know half of these guys in this room. Trust me. And she, it was just funny to watch her head well, whip around. Well, the part of the thing that's going to make them less attractive is getting to know them. Exactly. Especially with women. Um, in fact, another thing, this is very funny. The difference between women, especially in our 20s and boys in their 20s. Mm-hmm. It should almost be reversed because we're so fucking immature. Well, the difference is is this. Um, uh, this woman I know, her name is Emily. She lives back east now. She, she called me up one night. She goes, so there's this guy. I met him at the teaser. He's really good looking, but he's really dumb. And I just can't have sex with him. And I said, seriously, you can't be a I've dude about it? I've not been able to be with girls because they were too dumb. They're, you're rare. And I said, come on, be a dude. So she brought him here, right? So that I could witness the stupidity that was this walking eight by 10. He was Adonis. He was so good looking. I mean, just, just literally an eight by 10 glossy kind of guy. Long hair. I mean, body like, and dumb as dirt. And I looked at her. I said, yeah, I can't do it either. She goes, see what I mean? I'm like, dudes can do it. Have you ever had sex with somebody because you didn't want to hurt their feelings? No. I have. Oh, I'm sure people have had sex with me for that reason. Um, but no. Because <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your <laughs> for feelings. my feelings. I'm sure that's happened for it to me before, but I don't think so. Okay. I can't recall. Let me go through the list. I don't think so. No. No, I've always wanted to have sex with the person. And our next guest is Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Oh, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> um, so after sex talk on, welcome to sex talk on From the Bunker. Um, That's okay. We can, I, I don't mind that we took a U-turn, a, I don't, a you left know turn what? People for like, first time in a while. We can talk about other stuff. We can't, you know what, what uh, my favorite thing this week of Louis Gohmert, who will no longer be in Congress after January 3rd. Did he give up to his seat to run another Trump uh, he, media company? No, no, no. He ran for, I want to say... Uh, something in Texas, and he lost, but he didn't. He gave up his seat. He gave up his seat. Oh, like uh, was it Attorney General or something like that? Yeah, it was HE exactly, and he lost. But this is my favorite thing about Gomert. Um, (laughs) He's such a Gomert. Um, So yesterday it was reported that over the weekend, oh, just the the stupidity. Somebody being charged for lying. Somebody, uh, I believe it was Navarro. Or whomever um, got arrested. And Louis Gohmert said, and I'm quoting him, children, if you're a Republican, you can't even lie to Congress or lie to the to an FBI agent or they're coming after you. They're going to bury you. Wait they're a minute. Gonna you, can't you-, lie to the, you can't lie to the authorities? What's this country coming no, to? No, no, no. If, only if you're a Republican, you can't lie to them. They're going to bury you. They're going to put you in the D.C. jail and terrorize and torture you and not live up to the Constitution there. So basically what he's, he's saying, the uh, quiet part out loud, kids, that... The GOP should be able to lie to federal law enforcement or any law enforcement for that matter with impunity. <laughs> and this is your GOP. He is not an anomaly. He is the farthest from an anomaly when it comes to this GOP that we have right now. And it's sad. I mean, and you're looking at like Herschel Walker. Did you try to read one of the things he said about the man's got CTE, I think. Well, he also has multiple personality disorder. Oh, great. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that. No, for real, like simple pers- multiple personality disorder. And this is documented? Yes. I haven't heard that. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Because I know he th- pulled a gun on his wife. Okay, you keep yakking. Yeah, look that up. I didn't know that. No, no, no. It's not even like a maybe. Really? Then the man should be institutionalized. I'm going to put Herschel. Why are you hearing this? No, 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 no. This Are you is, hearing this on 4chan? Cause no, 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 no. We're not going to promote that. But the thing is, with Herschel Walker is, and it's close between him and Warnock, by the way, which is frightening. Um, the GOP is using this man. This man needs help. First off, he's violent. That's problematic. And secondly, his brain don't work right. Um, and they're, 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 uh, they're misusing him in a way that, that he doesn't get because his ego is out of control. You can read it as long as your face is right in front of a microphone. Mental illness. Uh, uh, read the one that I. Oh, there opened. it is. Um, people ask Has long suffered from multiple personality disorder. The Heisman winner discloses in an upcoming autobiography. That was in 2008. Uh, wow. So he, he said he has it. 
in yeah. a book. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, a re- it's a real documented thing. Then he should not be anywhere near the Senate. I mean, aren't we kind of happy that he won the that He, he won and the Warnock are only th- three points difference. Oh, I think he might be losing, actually. Is it possible he's losing? Walker or Warnock? Well, I is there going to be a debate? No, I don't think Walker, Walker can't debate him. Well, they should have a debate, and if Walker doesn't want to show up, then Warnock, then Warnock has a stage get, for an hour. Yeah, he gets his hour, hour and a half. No, I agree with this any is, of that. This is a Senate race. There's going to be a debate. Uh, talk to talk to the guy running for mayor. Um, the Caruso? Yes. He. Um, speaking of uh, the Los Angeles... Our, Richard Reardon, too? Yes. We're voting today in, California, in, in Los Angeles, in California. And um, uh, in in Los Angeles, we are terribly bad at voting for the mayor here. When we last voted, there was only 25% turnout. Luckily, this is a statewide election, mm-hmm. so most likely the mayoral race will actually get mm-hmm. votes. Um, but Rick Caruso, who used to be a, a Republican up until a couple of years ago, anti-choice, the LA Times went to him and everybody else that's running for mayor here and asked him his policy positions on X, Y, and Z. He didn't answer anything. Nothing is on his website, apparently, other than okay. homeless and bad. But yeah. Karen Bass, who has federal... She's, she's got smart the lady. connection. She's very smart. She's progressive. She understands she, politics. She gets what's for going better, on. For better or for worse. For, yeah. Lover or hater. Um, Mr. Caruso has spent $40 million in a mayoral race. And no. Just for the primary. In a mayoral primary. primary. And what we do in California, the state of California, is the top two vote getters go for the... So she kept her powder dry. She spent three million. He spent 40. She, like, all she up, needs to do is finish in the top two, which she will she do. She will. She will. And, and then she can spend her money in the general election. And he's he's trailing her by three points after spending $40 million. Well, they're also so considering all the other people. Oh, you mean in a two-person race he's trailing? Right now, she, it, oh, it's like nothing compared. The other people that are even closer in the single digits. But my, my point is all those people are probably voting for her, not him. Right. Once they get weeded out. Most likely, yes. And then she can spend the money that... She, but it's ridiculous. Kevin DeLeon, I believe, is a real Democrat. So all the real Democrats right. are one that gets One that gets out. They'll, they'll throw okay. their support behind to her. her. obviously. Um, and and what, what really bothers me is Gwyneth effing Paltrow, who doesn't live in the city of Los Angeles... Is supporting Rick Caruso. She lives the closest she Katie lives is Perry. Montecito. Katy Perry lives in Malibu, STFU about L.A. Anybody that doesn't live in L.A. don't. These are all very, very close friendships he's made over the years. When you're a billionaire, you get to hobnob with those kind of people. And, you and then you've had Magic Johnson and That's Jennifer Aniston like, going you know, with Tom Karen Brady Bass. And those people were friends with Donald Trump because Donald Trump, before he ran president, was a socialite. He was at the yeah. clubs and things. He had golf tournaments and then he mingled. He he was on the a TV show, The Apprentice, and you know. Like his friendship with Howard Stern. When you know somebody for a long time and you have a really amiable, fun relationship with them, you know, they kind of get into your heart a little bit. They're your friends. You know them. You've goofed around with them. You've made jokes. You've been to their kids, you know, whatever's christenings and birthdays and weddings and things like that. You develop an affection for somebody you spend a lot of time around. And yeah, even someone like Howard Stern, I mean, he was very blunt about Donald Trump, but you know, I understand how these people were friendly with Donald Trump before he ran for president because he had been a big, kind of a big socialite and, you know, fake philanthropist mm-hmm. on the New York socialite scene for a long time. And, you know, you, you become friendly with people. But the thing is, is I'm sorry, but unlike a national seat, like a senatorial seat or a, a congressperson in, in the House of Representatives, that affects, like, the senator for Kentucky affects my life. Yes. The mayor of Los Angeles does not affect That's the right. mayors of the, actually, anything in Malibu I or Santa Monica. I texted my daughter the same thing. Like with Katy Perry, I said, the, it's like, I don't understand what she's thinking. The, the winner of the L.A. mayoral race will have zero effect on Katy Perry's life. It only damages her brand. I mean, what is she What is she thinking about? And, and that's the thing. It's like, if you don't live in L.A., I don't care if you're a celebrity, but if you do not live in the city Unless of Los Angeles. Unless you're stupid enough to believe it's bullshit. Well, I mean, if you, if you do not live in Los Angeles... The mayor of Los Angeles does not affect you at all. It doesn't all. affect your right. It doesn't, and also, when, if you live here, it doesn't affect, you know, even abortion and things like that. It's, they're, they're running a municipality. Exactly. And, and the fact of the matter is, is, is I, do, do the card, what Kim Kardashian is supporting Caruso. I don't think she lives in L.A. I think she lives in Malibu or Santa Monica. You know, whereas Jennifer Aniston, I believe, lives in the Valley. That's L.A. Mm-hmm. And Magic Johnson lives no, in the Valley. Malibu in is LA. not a municipality, I'm pretty sure. It's a city of Malibu. Oh, do they have a it's mayor? It's its own city, yeah. They have a mayor? Okay. Same with Santa Monica. Well, that's... 
Beverly Hills, obviously, yes. West Hollywood. I can name a bunch of places that are not of Los Angeles. That yes. have their own, their own people. Pasadena, uh, Pasadena, Long Beach. You know, they those I, are cities. Those are cities. And so, so to vote f- to have any influence over who is the mayor of Los Angeles when you don't live in the city within the city limits, f you. Go f yourself in the A. Really, really painfully. No lube. Um, whereas Magic Johnson lives in Los Angeles, and I believe Jennifer Aniston lives in the you Valley. Have how many they favor- are supporting Karen You have to wonder Bass. how many favors he's doled out over the years. Too many. <clears throat> and with the $40 million that he's, he's- him in. And the $40 million that he's spent so far since he wants to help the homeless. Hmm. I can't get anything else in my mailbox. There's so many full fo- And that alone turns me off of somebody. You cut down a rainforest so you can be mayor of Los Angeles? It's like, stop already, dude. Dude, like, run for governor if you're going to get like, even his Facebook ads, it's like, every, I, I get, you're running good ads, I appreciate that, but it's like, you, every single ad I get now is uh, diminishing marginal utility because it's increasing my perception of you as a billionaire trying to buy an election. Exactly. If I get one ad from you a, a week, that's great, but I'm seeing it on my feed every single day. Well, and I mean, I mean, we already voted, so diminishing we stopped getting the flyers. As soon as our votes were counted, we stopped getting the flyers because mm-hmm. we voted weeks ago. As soon as I got my ballot, I sat down, read everything, mm-hmm. and voted. And if you are in California and you haven't voted yet before, because this will go up before California's polls close, uh, Alex Padilla is on the ballot twice. Wants to keep his seat through. Uh, January third, and then for the for the primary for November's election. So you vote for him twice, please, because he is a good senator. He's a junior senator from California, and he's a very good man. So please vote for him. So um, Peter Navarro, he's fun. I remember he was he was a pretty hardcore Democrat. I think he, he was spoke the Democratic National Convention. I watched a thing about him ago. recently. Yeah, he um, kept going on Ari Melber and admitting to crimes on national television. Into a microphone that Into was recording. Mi- that was recording video his voice and audio. <laughs> was amplifying and recording his voice. And and <clears throat> surprised that he got arrested whilst getting on a plane. Um, the nerve of somebody putting handcuffs on someone somebody after being, being arrested. arrested. I mean, the white privilege oozing out of him the other day was just like, and with Louis Gohmert on top of it, going, "GOP can't lie." Well, you can't lie to law enforcement ever if it's material. You just can't do it. Uh, it's against the law. Um, and Michael Sussman was not uh, convicted, by the way, because he didn't really lie. It was immaterial. Um, he was a guy that they brought the one, the John, John, John Durham, Durham probe. Yeah. They, they managed to find one fall guy, and even they couldn't they couldn't even convict him. No, and because he did nothing wrong. Because everybody knew who he worked for. It wasn't like it they was hidden. They couldn't get a grand jury indictment against Andrew McCabe. Yeah. Yeah. He's less indictable, apparently. Than mm-hmm. a ham sandwich. Yeah, and that's hard. It's really hard. Um, but yeah, so so Peter Navarro has been arrested and indicted, and he was indicted for not. Is for he a spill your guts kind of guy, or is he a go to jail kind of guy? I don't know. We'll see. Because he's also under a grand jury subpoena. I think for once the you DOJ. get to a certain age, when ten or fifteen years is a life sentence. Weisselberg go- is still not. Um, as far as we know, he hasn't flipped on Trump yet, and he's not a young man. Okay, so why where, why hasn't he been why hasn't he been tried yet? I don't know what's DOJ still working on that. I think, but with, with Navarro, there's a grand jury subpoena for him, based on the January sixth stuff. Plus, he's been indicted for not uh, cooperating with the committee, so that's what the indictment was. Plus, there's a subpoena that he's let us know about, which means that the DOJ is working up the food chain because he was in I the sure White hope, House at the they, time. They just agreed not to pr- pursue charges against Mark Meadows and that, the other guy. There's, there's, I mean, I get, that, I get that there's a little more wiggle room because of the executive. They can they can make legitimate executive privilege arguments because he was literally the chief of staff. So, yeah. And the, my theory is this. Who's the other guy that I'm thinking of? David Cicilline? No, that's not right. No, he's a congressman from New Jersey. No, we like him. Um, it begins with a C, though. Okay, got it. Anyway, we'll figure it out. He's a lawyer. Um, uh with Mark Meadows, my theory is this, because he did turn over a lot of information, which we now have in the public, let alone the stuff that the House will hopefully present over the next six days of hearings. Um, I think he's a target, which is why he hasn't been indicted for not cooperating sure. on January 6th. I think he's a target. So and there's, there's a possibility. A and there's a possibility that they're coming to him and his lawyer and going, look, this is what why we have. Why do we want to indict him now when he can clam up? And we can flip him potentially. John Dean flipped. 
I mean, there are people that uh, Mark Short, apparently, that's his name, right? Um, Deep Throat? Pence's. No, no, what was it? no, that was Mark Feld. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he's since passed away. Mark Short, I believe it was Pence's mm-hmm. chief of staff. He's testifying, I believe, on Thursday. That, and I don't you know, think it's taped. I think he's going to be live. told the Secret Service that he believes that there's a threat to mm-hmm. Mike Pence based on the president turning on him. Mm-hmm. That, and the president apparently was gleeful about Mike Pence being hanged. Which is disgusting. Or the crowd chanting that, at least. No, he was. He wanted. He wanted something like that. Everybody to knows. Like I say, when 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 mar- when everybody knows the drill, marching orders aren't required. Absolutely. Everyone knew the drill. Absolutely. So he didn't need to say, "I want to do this and do this and disrupt the thing." One of the reasons they they thought he was waiting so long now to issue that thing was if it got past a certain time, they couldn't get it certified that day, and. He was hoping you know, past midnight, but they, they were. They would have been able to. They would have been able to shut it down. He would have had a full twenty-four hours to exert more pressure to get one or more, two more people. That's why he went after Georgia first, mm-hmm. because that was the lowest hanging fruit of, of Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Nevada, sorry. Nevada. Um, because nobody wanted to be the first. Right. Georgia was the easiest. It was the traditionally the reddest state. If I could get the Georgia election attorney general and ele- and elections secretary of state to flip. Then it gives all of a sudden it gives a permission slip to the guy in Arizona, to the guy in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So that's why they put so much pressure on Georgia. You needed the dam to break. If I want the dam to break, the first, the weakest brick in that dam was Georgia. Yes. So that's why. And by the way, eleven find me eleven thousand votes. Where when are oh, they no, going to no, charge? Oh no, it was eleven thousand seven hundred eighty because uh, Joe Biden got eleven thousand seven hundred seventy nine votes more than he did. He just needed one more. Where's the indictment? That's coming. Okay. Fonnie Willis has a grand jury. Give her a minute. And this is a criminal indictment. It's a criminal indictment. Okay, got it. And I think Lindsey Graham is a little bit afraid of what might happen. Because he made a similar phone call, if I'm not mistaken. And not just to that state. I'm sure there were other phone calls to other states. I'm 100% sure of that. I don't have any proof of it, but then again... I wish you watched Game of Thrones, because then you'd know when I called Lindsey Graham uh, Littlefinger, you know what I mean? Just a smart, conniving guy that'll buddy up to any single family that he needs to to move his way up the power chain. Right. Crafty. I don't, I don't think he's finger. that crafty. I think he's just... He survived this long. I think there's compromise on him. Well, I think they're you, holding something over him versus him being crafty. Now, oh, Mitch McConnell would be crafty. he's a homosexual, He perhaps. may be. We don't know. It's possible. Like, here's the thing. He's letting himself get blackmailed with that. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Nobody cares. Literally. <laughs> Probably like it more. I would. Thank you for listening to From the Bunker. Tell your truth. If you need help, get it. There is no shame in it. And we will talk at you guys next week. Patreon people. Both of us. Yes, both of us. Yes, uh, David will be with us. Uh, David will be with us next week because Mr. Barton can't Sorry do it. Sorry to and disappoint I'm, you. And I'm going to be up until it's stupid. I had to get up at dumb o'clock, um, at, at insane o'clock actually next Wednesday. And there's no way I can stay awake past six o'clock. Tuesday. You're barely awake now. I'm barely, I was barely awake I had to carry you week. again. Again. You always do.